time for Samantha to lock the studio door and play whatever the heck she wants. Now that's what I call All-American. Rock around the region. A full hour of kick-ass music from bands rocking the Southeast. Everything that rocks. C-97.5. Region on Z97.5, brought to you by the Armored Trucking Academy. Getting things started tonight with a band from Lexington, Kentucky called Pedestrians. Made their debut last week. Bringing them back again with the song Tepid. 
The uh, lead vocalist there, Destry Delilah, is her name. She reminds me very much of uh, Susie from Susie and the Banshees. If you don't know who that band is, please, for the love of God, research it, because they were amazing. Thank you for tuning in and checking out another edition of Rock Around the Region. Part four of my conversation with The Sacred comes your way. We will finally get to meet their new bass player, Danielle. We're going to be talking about that. She's also got an amazing Black Sabbath story to share with you. You're going to hear from Shallow Side, Mr. Gray. I've got a brand new song for you tonight from Reverend Jack and a whole lot more so glad to have you on board seven dust will be releasing their brand new album blood and stone this month this is blood from a stone on rock around the region it's c97.5 
Rock Around the Region on Z97.5 out of Memphis, Tennessee. That is every mother's nightmare. The song Breathe. The new album Resurrect the Faithful is set for release on Friday, October 23rd. You can check out some details on the band's Facebook page. I do believe they're going to be doing uh, some little something on their Facebook page to celebrate all of that. So make sure you check them out. I am Samantha Knight. Something else you need to check out on Facebook is the calendar for the warehouse as we've got a handful of shows that are starting to make their way back. Coming up on November 7th, going to be a big night of hardcore and metal with Guerrilla Warfare, Brave New World, and some more. And of course, as you learned, Matt Wade of Brave New World used to be a part of Guerrilla Warfare with his brother Brett. Brett is now a part of Brave New World with Matt. Right? Family tree just keeps on a ticking right here. So let's do it since we'll be on stage together. We'll start this block out with Guerrilla Warfare. I had to pick this song because the irony just, you know, was not lost on me the other day when it was used during a rally. We'll just put it that way. And uh not really sure that the person who used the song realized what it's really about. Is the Credence Clearwater, Re- Clearwater Revival song. It's so easy to say. CCR. That's probably why people do that. Guerrilla Warfare, Fortunate Son. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C-97.5. Let's go. 
Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. That is a brand new track from Brave New World called Documentary. Clock it. It came in over three minutes long. <laughs> Unheard of in the punk rock and hardcore worlds, but I will take it. Kind of digging on that brand new from Brave New World. Now, Brave New World and Guerrilla Warfare going to be teaming up for a show on November 7th at The Warehouse. Check out details. Facebook.com slash The Warehouse Rocks. Time to spend some more time with The Sacred. It's time to get to know their new bassist, Danielle. When you started, because obviously you you kind of follow the same path as Ethan is of the theory. And a yeah. lot of people don't think, because, you know, you could confuse somebody, Ethan, by going, music theory, I took music lessons, and someone's not going to, like, okay, I had to go take guitar lessons, or I went to go take piano lessons, wouldn't necessarily think that you're learning theory behind no, that. No, no, for sure. And, like, I've the last thing I ever want to sound like is one of those, like, theory snobs. But, yeah, like, there's... Just a music nerd, not a snob! Well, well, there there is definitely a formula to, like, what sounds pleasing to the ear. Sure. And there, and there are certain formulas that, you know, but, do but you work. you guys have figured out mathematically and scientifically how to make those sounds where exactly. someone else is sitting around on a couch drinking a beer and going, oh man, that was awesome. What did I just do? That's true. That is true. And this is where I'll... I'll it, it's mean, a language more than yeah. math. You're learning to speak a new language by using your hands or your voice. I mean, vocally speaking, you still do have to know your notes and your pitches and everything else right. to go along with it. But you're learning a new language using your own two hands and, or in Zach's case, all four appendages at once. <laughs> Sometimes so, my face. Sometimes his face. That means you're just going full Muppet. Got it. He'll headbutt something one of these yeah. days. So mine's, honestly, I'm the dark sheep of the family. Yeah, my folks played, but not really. Everybody's like, you should really, you know, go to college and do the college thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to college for music. There you go. No, don't do that. So both of them were anyway. kind of sort of musicians. What, what kind of music was in your household growing up, though? Like, was there, like, a little it's, bit of everything? Or well, it's, was... it's funny, because, you know, growing up, steady diet of classic rock, you know, you got parents grew up through the 70s and 80s, uh-huh. so you get, you know, your your Aerosmith, your Led Zeppelin, your sure. Deep Purple. Sabbath. But actually, Sabbath was something completely different that I found on my own. And nice. I'll, I got a whole story about that. Um, Bring it. But I actually grew up playing trombone. I've spent... Better part of 20 years playing trombone. Wow. And I only picked up bass about... Did you want to start with trombone? Or was that another one of those things where parents were like, you're going to do band? It's exactly what that was. was My parents were like, you're going to learn an art form. And at the time, the options were my mom's old clarinet or my late uncle's trombone. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to go with the louder thing. Yes. I I could play the trombone without much effort because, you know, who doesn't want to sound like an elephant that's... uh, Exactly. Sassy elephant. Yes. That's a very good way to put that, Trent. Sassy elephant. Sassy elephant. I will never... Never be able to think of that any other way now. Yes. Obviously, with Kansas City being the jazz mecca of the world. Sorry, yes. New York, we've got that title. I mean, you don't Ooh. want to apologize to New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Nah. Ooh. Okay. It's all Kansas City. Shots all fired. fired. <laughs> right here on. They got uh, better barbecue in Kansas City oh, too. So I will go ahead do. and fire that shot. Bam. So, <laughs> grew up playing Bam jazz. Oh my lord. So. <laughs> Inside jokes. We'll anyway, anyway, okay, so I grew, I grew up playing jazz. Jazz was very prevalent. The local university is the only accredited, at the time, it was the only accredited university with a jazz program. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to go play jazz. I'm going to learn the native art form. I'm going to learn how to be the best musician for my community as I could. Right. The problem with jazz is it's a very small community. Yeah. You can't do a lot with it unless you are either above and beyond anything, which fortunately these guys are very talented and they are above and beyond anything. But going back through Kansas City, you either have to be a cut above the rest or you have to be willing to work and work and work for absolutely nothing. You will make nothing just to get up on stage. And right. so for years, I spent time with all of these different jazz quartets, quintets, whatever, playing as just the trombone player. You know, you sit in the corner, you play your trombone. And it was wonderful at the time. I loved it. But, but you're kind of background. To, I'm sorry? You're kind of background that yeah, way, Yeah, that's, that's all of my background. That's where I learned how to play. No, but I'm saying you, like, sitting yeah. off in the corner playing the yeah. trombone and these other quartets and quintets. You're not it's, you're not the focus. No, and I'm I'm still not the focus. I'm the bass player. Not but true. We're gonna put that out is such don't, a don't, lie. don't let her think that, that she that we're not gonna put her in. When she's playing, she is rocking out. One of the things that impressed us the most about this girl on day one was that not only was she learning the songs one by one as we played them, she was rocking out and it was impressive. And so I looking across the our small little practice room and seeing her this 
ear to ear smile yeah. as she just bangs her head and plays this rock music. And I was like, this girl belongs. You can't really do that on a trombone. No. You'll chip a tooth. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> You'll knock somebody out. With it. So Sassy elephants knock but, people out. We know yeah. that. Oh, you, Lord. You need people. Music is meant to be shared with everybody. Yes. And the Kansas City jazz community is still one of the most vibrant ever, mm-hmm. bar none. And it's still small. And I didn't want that for myself. I wanted to be able to share my music night after night after night and make a living out of it. And through a series of circumstances, you know, job loss, changing states, whatever, I ended up down here and I was able to pick up and play with all sorts of wonderful people right off the bat. And then, you know, you go through the mix, you go kind of thrown through the ringer in Nashville because it's It's Nashville. It's Nashville. It's oversaturated. Well, it's not only is it oversaturated, but it's oversaturated with a lot of talent. It's not like it's oversaturated with wannabes. These are guys who are 20, 30, 40 years into their career and are still wonderful musicians. Yeah. Having to go through the process again and be humbled again on an instrument that I've only been playing for two years was something that was wild. And I've managed to kind of stumble my way through it until I met these wonderful gentlemen who've just picked me up and carried How me with. How different them. is it? I mean, obviously, you know, the the semantics of, of going from a, a from a trombone, from brass instrument to a, a bass guitar. But as far as like making that transition of, of having to learn, because now all of a sudden instead of, of, of learning exactly how and where mm-hmm. that slide goes and how your breath makes those noises, now it's all in your fingertips. Was that a difficult transition to make? It took me eight hours a day, every day for about five months before I really got to a point so that yes. I was comfortable. Yes. yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I, I think this might be a good time to tell the Black Sabbath part of this story. Yeah. So this, this is the fun part. So this was the trial by fire. The reason that I ended up playing hard rock and metal with these wonderful human beings is because back in Kansas City on a lark, I picked up a bass and I had a friend at the time, older gentleman, you know, he had done his stint on the road. He was done. He didn't yeah. want anything to do with it, but he still wanted to play. So he was like, hey, why don't you come over? I've got a guitar player. You can be our bass guitar player and we'll teach you how to play Black Sabbath. Me, literally not knowing until I was into my mid-20s who Black Sabbath was, had never played metal before in my life. Hurts a little bit. You it's can, okay. you can blame old. a Christian okay. upbringing. Woo. Having never played this before in my life, trial by fire of going into, I can't even remember what was, I was snowblind actually. Whoa. First. Wow. Okay. First song mm-hmm. right off the bat. It's like, we're going to play snowblind. I'm like, okay, I have exactly 30 minutes of experience on bass and you're going to teach me how to play this. <laughs> And right. to their credit, they did it, and they did it very well. And it's one of the few things that I'm very, very thankful for as far as, like, really getting my behind handed to me. Because I wouldn't be as good of a player if I hadn't had somebody sit there and just beat me over and over metaphorically with yes. these chords. <laughs> uh, this is this is the way I wow, see the... Wow, that's the, amazing. The spirit yeah. of rock and roll moves, you know, that, and, it, and, it, and it gives you Black Sabbath in a time when you're just Not discovering... Not just Black Sabbath, but to start... With Snowblind, I don't. I mean, a lot of people. He's that's your not, freaking butler, man. Right. So what a and and that beast. a lot of people go. Okay, Iron Man, uh, War Pigs, uh, Paranoid. That's the extent of their Sabbath knowledge. You need to dig deeper into the catalog. And yeah, dude, oh, these guys. Geezer's are, not human. Geezer is not yeah, human. And I mean, always not. I've seen the original Black Sabbath twice when they did Ozfest, mm-hmm. and yeah. I literally just I didn't rock out. I just sat there and I stared at the man's fingers, just trying to. I'm like. So these guys were like the OGs of Black Sabbath. They loved the older, the, you know, your 69 through your 72 series. Back before, what was it? Dio. Uh, yeah, back before Dio. Nothing no. against Dio, Rest but Dio peace, was not in Sabbath. Ronnie. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother three-day conversation. He was, yeah, he, he was a force unto his own. But that first five-year stint of Sabbath, that was where almost all of the covers that we played, because they chalked themselves up as a Black Sabbath tribute band. They sure. are not a cover band. But a tribute band. A tribute band. They wanted it to look and sound exactly like the record. So when you're going through things like, you know, NIB, Through the Walls of Sleep, mm-hmm. Fairies Wear Boots, you've got all these really deep cuts that are wonderful songs. Yeah. And actually, I still keep the playlist on my phone and I play it almost every day because it's still, you know... Black Sabbath. It's Black Sabbath. How can you not like Black yeah. Sabbath? Black Sabbath is the foundation for everything. Yeah. Well, you are so everything. rock and roll. You, you belong on stages playing rock music for people. That's all I and- can say.
Rock around the region on Z97.5. Not even real. That is new from the sacred chit-chatting with the band, just getting to know their new bassist, Danielle, who just told like an amazing Black Sabbath story. As you're telling these stories, you realize that these three are sitting around you just gushing. We're learning more. things. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, things. we're literally sure. sitting here learning like, about our bassist as right. we sit here and See, talk to you. See, this is why I do this little get-to-know-you session. Everybody learns something about someone in the band. And they're I like, it. I didn't know that. It's funny because... I've been working with these guys for a month, and it's been go, 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 nonstop. We lit- literally have not had a day when we haven't talked to each other since I started. That's true. And it's always yeah. something business-related. It's always something music-related. There's never a day where it's just like, I don't feel like doing anything. Right. It's, There's, we're on this. We're yeah. doing this. We have this to get done. So we don't really sit around a lot and just shoot the breeze. It's a lot of, yeah. what are we doing next? What's our next step forward? Right. And I guess I was the next step forward for a while, and now yes, it's moving on. On and yeah, so into now bigger it's, it's and polishing things up and, you know, getting rid of the COVIDs and getting back to, you know, actually doing shows, mm-hmm. hopefully very soon. So, Zach, with you, just kind of tell me, like, when you decided, I'm going to be a musician. <laughs> That's a fun story. So, the original, uh, the original dream before this, I was an athlete. I played soccer for 12 years, played baseball for a few years, basketball, but hockey was my passion. I wanted, I was a goalie. I was a goalie. I felt being a little bean that I was in middle and high school, like putting on those goalie pads. You can do that in New Jersey. They have those programs in school. Well, you know what's funny? It was here, not New Jersey. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There was a, so there was a local league in Bellevue that played and then we would go out to Laverne and Spring Hill to play other teams too. But my dad saw it one day when I was like 11 or 12 and was like, would you want to try it and sign? I'm like, heck yeah, that'd be freaking awesome. And within like the first few games, I was like, okay, playing out here is cool, but I want to be the goalie. Yeah. And the goalie that was on my team at the time actually let me borrow his pads and like do a practice with them. Right. And they're like, dude, suit up for the game on Saturday. I sh- yeah. I shut them out eight to nothing nice. in my first game. So that was the original dream. But at the same time, the parallel paths of sports and music started happening. So right. So here's how the music happened. Again, my dad's a musician. He's a guitarist. He worked for Gibson Guitars and Kramer Guitars from between like the 70s and like right around the time I was born, early 90s-ish. He could build his own guitars. He built his own Les Paul. He built his own right. Stratocaster. He's amazing. Yeah. And they can vouch. They, uh, Tom, we love you, got, love you got a little natural blood rolling for, so for you too. Dad, my dad and I are pretty much the two, I guess you'd say main musicians in the family. Mm-hmm. Like we're the two who really really, really did anything with it or are or, you know, and I always love watching him play. I just remember being a kid going down in the basement where his studio was and like making goofy sounds on the keyboards. that had these really <laughs> derpy sounds that sounded all cartoony. Right. And, Doing again, one of you guys said it earlier is just sitting there and strumming the guitar strings, <laughs> well, no chord. There's you, you, something you, about seeing like your, just your, there, your father. My, my dad or, like, had a white whatever, Kramer like, that he literally told playing. me was mine, even if I didn't play it, just to sit there and just sit there and strum the dang yeah, strings, you know? Make you feel included. But they, they tried to get me to try drums when I was eight, but I was just not patient enough at the time yet for it. I just wasn't. I was really dead set at the time on soccer when I was living in New Jersey, but then the hockey thing happened. So leading to how music came about was when we first moved to Nashville, it was about May of 01, and it was sixth grade at Bellevue Middle School. I started meeting people, like really getting to know people and meet mm-hmm. people. I was this new kid from New Jersey. Right. You know. With no accent. No <laughs> accent. I was too young, I guess. <laughs> or I didn't listen to people. I don't know. But yeah, just I remember going to Bellevue Middle School and meeting who would become lifelong friends of mine, one of them being my dear friend Austin Klein that we all know, who was basically the one I watched grow as a musician before my eyes, Mm -hmm. picking up a bass, picking up a guitar, taking lessons at World Music in in West Nashville, and like watching him progress, and then jamming with my dad. Right. And then I had another friend named Taylor Willis who was a young, amazing drummer, like that little drum soon be prodigy kind of thing. Right. And they were always jamming with my dad and I was always sitting in my bedroom playing freaking Madden. My dad. Not even just that. This is my house. <laughs> Go get your own dad. But yeah, so my dad bought a drum kit from World Music. It was an old Pearl kit and he used it for the cover band he was working with at the time so the drummer didn't have to lug his gear back and forth. Well, uh, that year, well, well, that year I did a 
class project on my namesake and who I was named after mm-hmm. turned out to be Zach Wild, which is why I spell it with two K's mm-hmm. in tribute to him because he's freaking Zach freaking Wild. Yes. We could talk three days about him. Oh, too, yeah. But oh, I know. There. Last time I two saw him was literally up here at O'Connor's last mm-hmm. year working that concert they did. And it was amazing. Yep. What a show. Great show. Amazing. I still have videos of that. But just watching him play and just, I know it's guitar. I did wind up picking up guitar at the same time as drums, by Zach's the way. Zach's a very good guitar player. He's Thank being you. modest. Yes. I enjoy playing guitar too, but definitely more for myself and also the songwriting he process. Also, he wrote know. one of the songs that is on the album. Zach actually wrote the entire structure, guitar part, of everything. Our, he brought it to the yeah. table early on. And mm-hmm. the, the song, The Sacred. Yeah, we literally. Charlie Benante does the same thing of Anthrax. Charlie is a He's a beast. monster drummer. Charlie, if you puts, ever hear this, you're he good for you. He puts the sticks down and he sits down with a, with an acoustic and writes. Yeah, um, I've, I think I've seen some stuff. They go right? hand in hand. But yeah. to try and cliff note some of this for you I was starting to get really kind of left out feeling and just really wanting to be a part of this and it was really fascinating to me watch these people play these instruments and then just remember watching MTV and seeing the music videos of like Ozzy Osbourne at the time this goes along with MySpace back when MTV actually played music Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uranium if you remember (laughs) that show because that was a great I'm so old as Headbangers Ball with Ricky Ragman well well, that too no no I did watch Headbangers Ball too I would purposely stay home on the weekend I was very, well, to be honest with you, I was very much a little nervous boy. So heavy metal right away was like, I'm not sure. Okay, so before I get all ADD here, thanks to Red Bull. (laughs) Thank you, Red Bull. Everyone knows that I love Red Bull. It's sad. But anyway. Not good when you have ADD, but anyway. Hi, welcome back. Yeah, focus. As my friend uh, Lisette would tell me, focus. But yeah, just something about the drums, it just really, really captivated me and just the sound, the thunder, the boom. I can see where there'd also be a connection for someone who wanted to be a goalie in hockey. Jay Weinberg was one of those, too. there is Mm -hmm. an aggression that gets to come out. But also a a perception as well. Mm -hmm. Like, his sense of timing and like, I I can only There's just something about it. There's a lot there. And see, that's that's another thing. Like, you probably, I'm guessing, approach it more of as a feel, not breaking it down mathematically. Yes, that's correct. Yes, I do. You put the Very math much in so. it. It's no longer fun. Well, yeah. well, I mean, the math is being done by this wonderful thing called a click track. <laughs> it's a it metronome. Get it right. Yeah, no, the metronome <laughs> is counting for me. Thank thank you, uh, metronome app on yeah. the Apple phone. You definitely have done me wonders in the last year. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
Rock Around the Region on Z97.5, powered by the Armored Trucking Academy. That is the other L.A., and I'm not broken. Looking forward to having them in town at the end of this week. Coming up on the 23rd, they're going to be doing a show at the warehouse, opening up for the Killer's Confession, or A Killer's Confession, which is Waylon Revis, formerly of Mushroom Head. Another band making their way to the warehouse for the first time in a very long time is Shallow Side. Excited to have those guys back in town, hoping to make the show. That one will be on Saturday, the 24th. Sound the alarm. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
Region on Z97.5 out of Nashville, Tennessee. That is Mr. Gray and Apparagic. They'll be teaming up with Shallowside for that show coming up on Saturday, October 24th. And Friday, October 23rd, the other L.A. at the warehouse opening up for a killer's confession. So a couple of opportunities for you to get out and take in some live music. I'm not even sure the last concert that I got to go to. So I know I got to get busy on that as well. Check out Facebook.com slash The Warehouse Rocks for more details on both of those shows and more. Still got something brand new to come your way from Reverend Jack on Rock Around the Region. Rock Around the Region being brought to you by the Armored Trucking Academy. If you're thinking about starting or furthering a career in the trucking industry, you can do it in as little as four weeks. Learn more by logging on to the armoredtruckingacademy.com. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5. One step at a time will I last in life. Holding on to dreams, victim of violent schemes. Looking paradise, but sweat out of price. So lost, long ago, hold on to fragile hope. Region on Z97.5. That is Embers as Echoes. Paradigm of Reason is the name of that song. They are going to be my guest in just a couple of weeks. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, I've had a lot to talk about with the Sacred, so we're going to wrap things up with them next week, and then we'll jump in with Embers as Echoes on Rock Around the Region as my special guests. The show being brought to you, of course, by the Armored Trucking Academy. Check them out online at armoredtruckingacademy.com and learn how you can get yourself a career in the trucking industry. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the program.
Instagram. A big thanks to the Sacred for hanging out for so long and learning everything there is to know. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Like I said, we'll wrap things up with them next week. As always, if you got questions, comments, concerns, you are in a band or you know of a band that I need to become familiar with for this show, let me know. Find me on Facebook or you can drop me an email, Samantha at Z975.com. Off to Madisonville, Kentucky, we go for a brand new tune from Reverend Jack. This is how we wrap things up tonight. The new tune is called Greed. Money seeks to become a master, and the motivation emanates from this thing called greed. Inside this hurt you pray, the fuel that drives your pain. 